1 Samuel chapter 28. In those days the Philistines gathered their forces for war to fight against Israel. And Achish said to David, Understand that you and your men are to go out with me in the army. David said to Achish, Very well, you shall know what your servant can do. And Achish said to David, Very well, I will make you my bodyguard for life. Now Samuel had died, and all Israel had mourned for him and buried him in Ramah, his own city. And Saul had put the mediums and the necromancers out of the land. The Philistines assembled and came and encamped at Shunem. And Saul gathered all Israel, and they encamped at Gilboa. When Saul saw the army of the Philistines, he was afraid, and his heart trembled greatly. And when Saul inquired of the Lord, the Lord did not answer him, either by dreams or by Urim or by prophets. Then Saul said to his servants, Seek out for me a woman who is a medium, that I may go to her and inquire of her. And his servants said of him, Behold, there is a medium at Endor. So Saul disguised himself and put on other garments and went, he and two men with him. And they came to the woman by night, and he said, Divine for me by spirit, and bring up for me whomever I shall name to you. The woman said to him, Surely you know what Saul has done, how he has cut off the mediums and the necromancers from the land. Why then are you laying a trap for my life to bring about my death? But Saul swore to her by the Lord, As the Lord lives, no punishment shall come upon you for this thing. Then the woman said, Whom shall I bring up for you? He said, Bring up Samuel for me. When the woman saw Samuel, she cried out with a loud voice. And the woman said to Saul, Why have you deceived me? You are Saul. The king said to her, Do not be afraid. What do you see? And the woman said to Saul, I see a God coming up out of the earth. He said to her, What is his appearance? And she said, An old man is coming up, and he is wrapped in a robe. And Saul knew that it was Samuel, and he bowed his face, bowed with his face to the ground, and paid homage. Then Samuel said to Saul, Why have you disturbed me by bringing me up? Saul answered, I am in great distress, for the Philistines are warring against me, and God has turned away from me and answers me no more, either by prophets or by dreams. Therefore I have summoned you to tell me what I shall do. And Samuel said, Why then do you ask me, since the Lord has turned from you and become your enemy? The Lord has done to you as he spoke by me, for the Lord has torn the kingdom out of your hand and given it to your neighbor David. Because you you did not obey the voice of the Lord and did not carry out his fierce wrath against Amalek, therefore the Lord has done this thing to you this day. Moreover, the Lord will give Israel also with you into the hand of the Philistines. And tomorrow you and your sons shall be with me. The Lord will give the army of Israel also into the hand of the Philistines. Then Saul fell at once full length on the ground, filled with fear because of the words of Samuel. And there was no strength in him, for he had eaten nothing all day and all night. And the woman came to Saul, and when she saw that he was terrified, she said to him, Behold, your servant has obeyed you. I have taken my life in my hand, and I have listened to what you have said to me. Now, therefore, you also obey your servant. Let me set a morsel of bread before you and eat, that you may have strength when you go out on your way. He refused and said, I will not eat. But his servants, together with the woman, urged him, and he listened to their words. So he arose from the earth and sat on the bed. Now the woman had a fattened calf in the house, and she quickly killed it, and she took flour and kneaded it and baked baked unleavened bread of it. 
and she put it before Saul and his servants, and they ate. Then they rose and went away that night. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So, Will, (laughs) this is quite possibly, this has got to rank like top five craziest stories in the Bible, Mm. I would say. I would certainly agree. Yeah, I mean, you've got Saul, and I think I think overall what this is showing is this is just the continual demise of Saul. I mean, he just continues to go further and further downhill. Yeah. So he he actually like kicks out of the land these mediums and these necromancers. Yeah. Uh, you know, these kind of like uh witch doctor kind of people, mm-hmm. and he kicks them out of the land. But then he's like, but I, I kind of want to go see one mm-hmm. because I, I, I need to get a word. You know, the Lord's not speaking to me anymore. So yeah. I've kicked him out of the land, but like, I really need to go like visit a little bit with one of them. Yeah. I definitely in my mind have like a Piedmont Road psychic like <laughs> storefront. Tarot cards. Yeah, exactly. Like the... <laughs> The you, sheet plastic sign with like may, the palm reading. Maybe I'm and, like more old school, but I had in my mind the Princess Bride. Oh, and yes. uh, when they go and he's like, he's only mostly dead, yeah. you know? And so uh, what, whatever you have in your mind, like he goes and he, he meets with this medium, but mm-hmm. he dresses up as somebody else. So he disguises himself yeah. because he knows like he's already kind of set this rule that nobody's supposed to meet with the mediums mm-hmm. and the necromancers. So it's almost like he's trying to do the right thing by yeah. getting rid of those type people. Yeah. But then he himself is doing it. I yeah. think they call that a hypocrite or something uh, like that. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. And it's also interesting. Uh, uh, maybe I'm just totally misreading this. Hopefully not. But the so he goes to this medium and it's kind of like he's trying to pull her out of retirement because you know <laughs> she she's very hesitant right to, to do she's that. like I, I don't do that anymore yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like come on come on one more I, the lord's not talking to me he's not giving me dreams he's not speaking yeah. to me anyway and then she finally agrees to it and uh you know and he's like why are you laying this trap for me you know Saul the king already said that like we're not supposed to do this anymore and now you're coming to me yeah. and it, and then it you know shortly after that yeah. is revealed like oh you're yeah. king Saul and he's like trust me i think Saul would be fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty sure Saul will be okay yeah. with this yeah. <laughs> so uh so then you know this this like super crazy yeah. scene where he, you know, she's like, well, who do you want me to conjure up from the dead? Yeah. And he says, Samuel. Yeah. She, and lo- she's got her phone book out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rolodex. And yeah. So lo and behold, who comes it up? It works. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, who would have guessed it? Now Samuel is like back on the scene. Yeah. In this crazy way. Yeah. And actually Samuel starts talking to Saul and just reinforces what um he had already said and so his message doesn't change but he's just kind of talking to Saul in this very crazy afterlife come back from the dead kind of way and you know it basically just reiterates to Saul like the kingdom has been torn out of your hand you did not obey the voice of the Lord and so um you're going to be given into the hands of the Philistines you're going to go to war with them they're going to overtake you 
and um, and the Lord will give you're you into die tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna die tomorrow. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, so so Saul's like, <laughs> and your sons. Uh, I mean, you can imagine like Saul. You know, you can see why he like fell to the ground after this, filled with fear because of the words of Samuel. Yeah, I mean, it's like. He, he was going to get a word. He was like, wait, hang on. This is not the word that I wanted. Yeah. Like I was looking for like friendly advice, you know? Yeah. 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 Strategy. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was looking for like the Powerball numbers. <laughs> like, <laughs> you could have given me something else. Yeah. But yeah. now you've like prophesied my death on the morrow. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and, and then, you know, Saul like, doesn't want to eat and then she feeds him this bread and then she like cooks him this whole meal and, and then they rose and went away that night i mean that's like the whole story it's just this crazy story and so yeah. I, I think one thing is like number one saul is just is just continually going downhill yeah and it, it's just like one terrible decision after another He's going against like the decision that he made to get rid of the mediums and the necromancers, and he goes and seeks out a, a mm -hmm. medium. Mm -hmm. He's trying. He still has this like insatiable desire uh, for you know his kingdom and to like hear a word from the Lord, and he doesn't hear a word from the Lord. So he's just like going crazier and crazier all the time. Yeah, uh, and this is eventually leading to his death. Yeah. Like and we can't overlook the place that this passage starts, which might even be weirder where David is kind of gearing up to go to battle against Israel. Yeah. So it, it, it's a very, and Achish basically vows to make David, he he hires him for the covetable position a of bodyguard. bodyguard for life. <laughs> yeah, bodyguard <laughs> for life, I know. Yeah, but, so he is now BFFs with, uh, with Achish. It's a yeah. First Samuel twenty eight is it is very crazy. It's and in, a dark place. In the next chapter, like Daniel, uh, Daniel, David will actually be rejected by the Philistines, and they're like, no, no, we don't want to deal with this guy. Send him back. But it is weird that like Achish is like, I want you to be my bodyguard for life. And David, you know, David is also in a dark place. Yeah, exactly. Because he he kind of agrees yeah. to this whole like bodyguard for life thing. Yeah. He's like, okay, this is a good gig for me. Yeah. Because I'm not trusting in the Lord anymore and I'm yeah. out of Israel. You know, I don't know if like the Hebrew tone of this would have read the same way, but you know, David's response to Achish is when Achish says, like, you gotta go to war with me. Yeah. Uh, David says, very well, you shall, you shall know what your servant can do. And, you know, maybe that's, this is like an Americanized reading of it, but that's, that feels like this very like cocky, like, you know, all right, like you're going to see what we can do. Yeah. And, and so, <laughs> yeah, it's like David has gone from, you know, just this hiding in the wilderness, writing these incredible psalms of like, trusting in the Lord, Lord I, the Lord's I anointing, for you. anointing. Yeah, yeah, you're my stronghold, and now Gath is his stronghold, and he's kind of hiding behind the banner of Akish, right? And yeah, so I guess lots of doom and gloom here, and I don't want to go too long, but what do you see? What what can a faithful ODR and you and I take away from this? Yeah, I I, I think one thing that can be said, I, I don't know that any of us are gonna go down Piedmont Road like looking for that tarot card reader Amen. to, you know, tell our future Speak or whatever. How yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, if you are Will, I mean just listen to what I have to say right now. But um I think it's a word in, or it's a lesson in prescriptive versus descriptive. And this is one of the best, like, 
biblical interpreting tools that we can possess as believers. There are parts of scripture that are descriptive and there are parts of scripture that are prescriptive. So they're either describing what happened or they're prescribing what happened and should always happen from there on out. This is not a prescriptive text. Uh, So you can't come to 1 Samuel 28 and say, you know what, I'm going to go down Piedmont Road and I'm going to go to that psychic because like Saul did that yeah. and that's what I'm supposed to do. And and it actually worked. Like he pulled Samuel up out of the dead. So yeah, this yeah. must be like a good thing. Uh, but we do this with other passages in scripture where you read something and you kind of like justify, uh, you know, a, a, something that's dishonoring to the Lord because it's like, well, I read it in scripture, yeah. but it's not prescriptive. Like this is not telling you, it's not prescribing you something to do. So a lot of these type narratives are simply descriptive. Mm-hmm. Like there's just it the Bible is a story and that's what I always like come back to. It's not like a theology textbook. It's not a systematic theology where it lays out Jesus Christ and here's like yeah. 28 bullet points on Jesus Christ. It's a story and this is just part of the story and it just happens to be like a this dark twisted like crazy part of the story. Mm-hmm. But that's the way the Bible tells it. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, really what we see here in David and Saul is at this very particular moment, they've both sort of taken matters into their own hands. Right. They've both taken their life into their own hands. And um, I think that alone is just a great reminder to wait for the Lord, to yeah. seek the Lord, and to, to hide in his goodness. That's right. Um, Good word, man. Yeah good ending. All right. Well, for Will Carlisle, I'm Barrett Fisher. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.